Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. A few days after Marshal Jim Watson had been ambushed and killed by unidentified outlaws, his widow Martha sat down to have a talk with her son, young Jim. Now, Jim, I want to have a talk with you. <clears throat> yes, Mom. About what? You know, your dad had his heart set on you being a doctor. Yes, I know. And I hope to be one someday, but... Well, now he's gone, I guess I've got to forget it. Oh, you'll do nothing of the kind. Tomorrow you're going to St. Louis to study medicine. But, Mom, you have no money. Dad didn't leave any. Don't you worry about that, son. It's important that you study hard and get an education. I'll provide the money somewhere. No, I, I can't let you do that, Mom. It's not fair. I'm going to take care of you. And besides... Besides what? I'm going to get a job as a lawman. I'm going to run down the men who killed Dad. Son, I'm proud of you for saying that. But you leave that up to me. What do you mean, Mom? Never mind. 
Maybe it was just a slip of the tongue. Anyway, I want you to get your education. Just like your dad had planned it. But, Mom... Now, don't argue with me. Think what folks around town will say. You working and sending a big, healthy man like me through college. You're right about that. It would talk plenty. But I've solved that problem, Jim. Well, how have you solved it? I'll go to a place where I'm not known. Then it won't make any difference. But where will you go, Mom? I've decided to go to a town called Hurricane. Hurricane? Dad said that was one of the toughest towns in the state. Yes, I know. But I've got my reasons, Jim. Now, don't ask questions. Just trust me. All right, Mom. I shall. A year later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto halted their mounts in a secluded valley a few miles from the town of Hurricane and prepared to make camp. Make camp here, Tonto. Have supper, and then we'll both ride into town after dark. You go to town, meet stage with me? No, you meet the stage and bring Dan back to camp with you. I want to talk to Sheriff Pollard. Oh, you tell Sheriff about Dirk? Smith? Yes, he should know Dirk Smith and his men are somewhere around here. He'll be on guard if he knows. Isn't that right? Him good sheriff. Yes. As I recall, the stage is due in Hurricane around 9 o'clock tonight. Ah. Me be plenty glad to see Dan. And so will I. Now let's get camp in shape. Ah. Soon after dark, Dirk Smith and his band of outlaws prepared for action. All right, quiet down. Yeah. Quiet down. Is everybody here? Everybody yeah. here. Good. All right, now here's the plan. Now listen close so there won't be any misunderstanding. All right. Let's have it. We'll ride to the mouth of the draw about five miles east of here. I have Lefty Dunn aboard the stage. He'll take care of the passengers. Right. Good. All we'll have to do is take care of the driver and the shotgun guard. Now, if there's any resistance from them, shoot to kill. One thing more. If anything should upset our plans, we'll ride to Bell Webster's hideout. We can wait for Lefty there. Are you savvy? All right, then get mounted. We'll head for the pass. Hey there. Get up, boys. Sheriff Bill Pollard was apparently dozing in his office chair, his boots comfortably perched on his littered desk, when the side door of his office opened. Then footsteps approached. With a sudden flick of his hand, the lawman whipped out a six-gun from his shoulder holster. Get him up! <laughs> I, I thought you were asleep, Sheriff. Hey, shit, get him up, nice man. Very well. But first, uh, examine this. What is... A bullet? A silver bullet. Eh? <laughs> oh, I, I apologize, my friend. Get your hands down. <laughs> Thanks, Sheriff. I thought you'd understand. Well, I was hardly expecting a visit from the Lone Ranger. Have a chair, mister. Tell me what brings you here. Thanks, Sheriff. Two reasons. Yeah. One, my friend Dan Reed is coming in on the stage tonight. Tonto's at the station waiting for him now. Well, I've heard a lot about Tonto. Tell me about the boy Dan Reed. 
Very well, Sheriff. I'll be glad. Meanwhile, the stagecoach rolling westward toward Hurricane was approaching the draw through the hills. Only three passengers were aboard. One, a heavy-set man, sprawled sleepily in his seat, his hat pulled over his eyes to shut out the dim light of the oil lamp. Dan Reed sat directly across from him and engaged a young man in his early 20s in conversation. We're not far from Hurricane now. We've just entered the draw through the hills. I'll be glad to get there. It's been a mighty long trip. You've been good company today, though. Oh, thanks. Now we're about to part. My name's Dan Reed. Oh, I forgot I hadn't introduced myself. Mine's Jim Watson. Jim Watson? Oh, yes. What's strange about that? Well, there was a famous marshal named Jim Watson. A friend of mine knew him well. He was my father. He was killed. Yes, I know. The men who killed him have never been caught. That's why I'm coming back west. How do you mean? Well, I've been going to medical school, but I kept flunking my grades. All because of what happened to Dad. Uh, I don't understand. I couldn't keep my mind on my books. I kept thinking about those killers being free. Finally, I couldn't stand it any longer. I left school. And now I'm going to hunt them down. You shouldn't have done that, Jim. The law will get them. The law? Huh. The law hasn't done anything about it. But I'll settle the score. There's just one thing I dread, Dan. What's that? Meeting my mother. She's been working hard to put me through school. She's going to be disappointed. Oh, she doesn't know you're coming back west? No. It's going to be a sad surprise for her, I'm afraid. Oh, oh. I guess we woke the gentleman up. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, mister. Yeah, don't let that worry you any. Just sit where you are and keep quiet. A gun? Yeah, and it'll go off easy. What's the idea of drawing a gun on him? He didn't do anything. Listen, kid, there's going to be a holdup. A holdup? Yeah. My pals are waiting in the mouth of the draw. I'm here to keep the passengers quiet. That means you two. I get it. But, young fella, you're going with me when I join up with the others, Savvy. Me? Yeah, you, Watson. <laughs> I have a friend who'll be downright interested in meeting you. Hey, hey, you... Grab him, Jim! Grab him! Get his gun! Dan Reed, sitting opposite Lefty Dunn, caught the outlaw unawares. He lashed out with a booted foot and kicked the hand that held the gun. It exploded a shot into the ceiling of the stage as it spun into the air and clattered to the floor. In an instant, a furious fight was going on for its possession as the coach driver, hearing the shot, pulled frantically on the reins to bring the stage to a halt. Hit him, Jim! That's it, hit him! Get his gun, Dan! Get his gun! Get away from that gun! Sock him, Jim! I've got his gun! Hey, Dan, help! Look out! He's over the door! Out of my way! He jumps! He jumps! He got away! Driver! Driver! Going on here, man. Your other passenger was a holdup man. The other passenger? Where is he? He jumped out when we got his gun. So dark you didn't see him jump. He said his pals are waiting at the mouth of the draw to stick up the stage. That being the case, we'll fool him and his pals. We'll turn the stage around and go into hurricane by the long route. How about trying to find the fellow we disarmed? No, it's too dark, Dan. We'd never pick up his trail. It's more important to get the stage into town and tell the sheriff. I'll get back up on the box and start a rolling again. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger had told Sheriff Pollard about Dan, much to the great interest of the grizzled lawman. And you'll have the chance to meet both Dan and Tonto before we leave, Sheriff. I sure hope so. Now, mister, you said you had another reason for being here. Yes. 
I have information that Dirk Smith and his band of outlaws recently came to this territory. Uh, Dirk Smith, eh? He's a tough customer. I have positive proof that it was he who killed Marshal Jim Watson a year ago. You don't mean it. Yes, that's why I've been trailing him. Dirk and his men murdered Jim Watson in cold blood. I know he never had a chance. He was dragged, also, all right. Mighty fine lawman, too, Jim was. But how sure are you that Smith's in my territory now? My source of information is generally accurate. I don't know. I, I sort of doubt it. Why? I think I'd know about it if Smith were in these parts. I don't understand. No, neither do I. Something strange about it. You know, I have a reputation for capturing a lot of outlaws in the past year. Yes, I know. You've established an enviable record. The credit doesn't belong to me, Mr. Oh? What do you mean? Well, someone's tipped me off to every outlaw I've arrested. But I don't know who did it. Well, that's interesting. How did they tip you off? Yeah, sometimes by letter. Sometimes a note under the door of my home. That's why I say I doubt that Dirk Smith and his gang are anywhere around here. I'd know by this time if they were. Who runs the hideouts for criminals around here? As far as I know, there's just one hideout. It's supposed to be run by a woman rancher named Webster. Belle Webster. Ah, yes, I've heard of her place. Just west of the ridge, isn't it? Yep, that's it. Hmm. I've uh, tried to catch her, but she's plenty slick. But if I ever do catch her hiding crooks, I'll send her to jail. If she is running a hideout, you think she might know if Dirk Smith is in the vicinity? Maybe. But she wouldn't tell me about it. <laughs> I've warned her I'd send her up if I caught her hiding outlaws. See, she hates me. Uh, perhaps I might be more successful. <laughs> How do you mean? If she'll accept me as a criminal on the dodge, she might take me in. I may be able to learn what she knows about Dirk Smith. Gee, that's a good idea, mister. In that way, we may be able to kill two birds with one stone. Catch Dirk Smith and get the goods on Belle Webster. Then I'll have a talk with her, Sheriff. Good luck to you. And uh, let me know what you find out. Eh? I certainly shall. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes... Please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story. When Lefty Dunn jumped from the running stagecoach, he took to cover. And when the stage turned around, Lefty headed back through the draw on foot to join Dirk Smith and his outlaws. 
There he told what had happened. You'll you'll never be able to catch a stage now, Dirk. The driver was sure pressing his team. Well, I guess you're right, Lefty. So it was Jim Watson's boy who upset the apple cart, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was him, all right. I was sitting there listening to him tell the other boy all about it. Who was the kid who kicked the gun out of your hand? Let's see. He did tell Jim Watson his name. Seems to me he said it was Reed. Dan Reed. Dan Reed, huh? Yeah. Mean anything to you? Seems I've heard that name before, but can't place where I heard it. He said he had a friend who knew Marshal Watson. Well, right now I'm not interested in him. It's young Watson I want. What? How do you mean? I'm going into town and get him. What? Dirk, don't be a fool. Someone might recognize you. I know what I'm doing. Give the stage time to get to town. Driver and the rest of them will tell the sheriff the first thing. Then the sheriff will form a posse, head out this way, and pick up our trail. When the posse gets out of town, I'm riding in to find young Jim Watson. I don't know, Dirk. Lefty, you know him by sight. You're coming along to point him out to me. It's a big risk, Dirk. Now, the rest of you will head for Bell Webster's hideout. We'll meet you there later. All right, steady up, boy. Get out. When the Lone Ranger left Sheriff Pollard's office, he rode directly to Bell Webster's rundown ranch, dismounted and knocked on the door. Who is it? A friend, seeking lodging for the night. A mask? I have reason for wearing one. I suppose so. Come in. Thank you. Who sent you here? I expected to meet Dirk Smith. Are you one of his men? Not at present. He's particular who joins up with him. I didn't say I wanted to join up with him. Then just who are you, mister? Why do you want to know so you can tip off the sheriff? What do you mean by that? What do you think I mean? Now open the door. Some guests just stopped outside. Hold on a minute. to talk to Dirk Smith. Where are Dirk and Lefty? We went into town on a little matter. How about cooking something to eat while we're waiting for him to get back here? Huh? All right, boys. Just make yourselves at home while I get the grub on the stage. All right, boys, get up. When the stage reached town, Dan Reed with Toto and Jim Watson went with the driver to tell the sheriff about the attempted holdup. Sheriff Pollard began organizing a posse immediately. Then Jim left Dan and Toto to go to a hotel... When he was out of earshot, Dan asked Tonto, Where's our friend? Well, Sheriff, tell me. Lone Ranger ride to ranch run by a woman named Belle Webster. Him think her run hideout for outlaws. Oh, then he'll be back to our camp later. Mm, that's right. Well, we get horses now. Scout and Victor at Hitch Rack near station. A few moments later, Dan and Tonto were mounting their horses when Dan saw two men ride into the glare of light cast by a street lamp. Tonto! What matter, Dan? See that man on the roan horse? Feller on right? Yes. He's the outlaw who was on the stage. Oh, you sure of that, Dan? I'm positive. It's him, all right. You know what, the fella? No. Tano, what do we do? Get Sheriff, quick. But he and the posse just rode out of town. No, me go get him. You stay here, Dan. Get him up, scout! <laughs> Oh, 
A few seconds later, Lefty Dunn and Dirk Smith dismounted and tied their horses to the rack in front of the hotel. Suddenly, Lefty gripped Dirk by the sleeve and pointed toward the desk in the lobby. Dirk, look in there at the desk. Yeah? See the young gent talking to the clerk? That's him. Jim Watson? Yeah. Stay here. I'll bring him out. Right. I know she lives in Hurricane. I send letters to her general delivery here. And I get letters from her postmarked Hurricane. I haven't been in town long. I don't know many people. Here comes a man who might know her. Ask him if he does. Evening, mister. Uh, howdy. This young fella's looking for his mother. Wonder if you know her. Her name's Watson. Martha Watson. Oh, sure I know her. Oh, fine. I knew she lived around here. Now, if you'll tell me where she lived... Well, it'd be mighty hard to give you directions you could follow at night. Oh. But uh, I ride right past your place. If you don't mind riding double, I'll take you with me. Well, golly, that's swell of you, mister. I, I hope it's not too much trouble. Not at all. Me and my partner were just getting ready to leave town. Come along with me. <laughs> now I know I'm back in the West. It's the only place in the world where people are so friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are horses at the rack. Who's holding them? Yeah, partner. A lefty. This young fellow wants us to take him to his maw. (laughs) What? You're the man on the stage. Take it easy, Watson. There's a gun in your back. What's the meaning of this? Button your lip, kid. One peep out of you and I'll blow you in two. Now climb on that cayuse and be quick about it. Move. Easy, man. Get mounted, Lefty. Right. Where are you taking me? You wanted to meet the man who killed your dad, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> you met him, kid. What? You're riding double with him right now. Get him back. Come on. Get him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dirt. Boy's got here. They're the horses at the rag. Yeah, so I see. Watson, hit the ground and don't throw any tricks. Easy there. Hey, Dirk. What? See that big white stallion tied up to that sampling? Yeah. It don't belong to one of our boys. Well, let's take a look at him. Hey, look out from Dirk. He's mean. Lefty, remember the kid who kicked the gun out of your hand? Sure. What about him? I thought I'd heard his name somewhere before. What's this white stallion got to do with him? That kid rides with a mask man. And this stallion belongs to the same gent. You mean... Yeah, and that gent's inside the house right now. But, Dirk, what did he be doing in an outlaw hideout? That's what I'm going to find out. Take care of the kid here. I'm going inside. Mister, you say you want to talk to Dirk Smith? That's why I came here. Well, you'll have a chance to do just that. I think he just stopped outside. Hi, Dirk. Hi, Dirk. Hi, Dirk, this masked man says he wants to talk to you. Yes, him. I want to talk to him. Reach for the ceiling. What? Keep your hands up. Don't go for your guns. What's the idea, Dirk? The hombre hasn't done anything. Listen, you jugheads. This is the Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger? Boy, the ornery polecat sneaking in here like he was an outlaw. Plug him, Dirk. Yes, I will. I have another critter outside who's going to get the same medicine. All right, Lefty, bring in Watson. So you got the kid, huh? That's what I went into town for. Boys, this is Marshal Watson's son. He wanted to meet the men who killed his dad, so we obliged him. (laughs) Dirk, how in thunder did you do it? He said he wanted to find his mother. We told him we'd take him to her. Maybe Bell Webster would warm his milk and... 
tin of bib on it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Bell? Getting supper ready for us. I'll call her. Bell! What is it? We got a young maverick out here who's looking for his ma. How about you giving him a bottle of warm milk before we put him to sleep? <laughs> I'll be right in. Where is he, boys? Here he is, Bill. Ma! What'd you say? Mother! She's my mother. Reach, Dirk Smith. Hey, she's got a gun. Get your hands up, all of you. While the woman watched Dirk Smith and his pals, the Lone Ranger, standing slightly apart, took advantage of the instant to drop his hands and draw his own guns. Then Dirk drew with lightning speed. Boy, you... Oh, my arm. Stand still or I'll break your other arm. Oh, good work, my friend. I knew I could count on you to help. You did? I was listening from the kitchen. I knew who you were. Mom, what are you doing here with these outlaws? You men line up against the wall. Keep your hands high. This is the biggest double cross I ever ran into. And your last one, I hope. All right, come on, men. Who are those men coming in here? I think it's the sheriff, Mrs. Watson. Well, here he is, boys. He's got the outlaws running in. Hello, Sheriff. I think you know these men. You bet Dick Smith and his gang. The dirty coyotes who killed our friend, Marshal Jim Watson. That's right. I'll provide you with all the proof you need to hang the lot of them. You can take over now. With pleasure. Andy, that's not all. Well, Webster, I knew I'd get the goods on you sooner or later. I arrest you for harboring criminals. Mom, what did he call you? Sheriff, you've made a mistake. This woman's name is not Belle Webster. I don't care what her name or her aliases are. She's been running a hideout for outlaws. You told me someone had been tipping you off to criminals wanted by the law. That's right. This woman is the one who gave you the information, Sheriff. Eh? Isn't that true, Mrs. Watson? Yes, it's true. What, what did you call her? Mrs. Watson. Mrs. Martha Watson. She's the widow of Marshal Jim Watson. This young man is her son. I can't believe it. Sheriff, when my husband was killed, I vowed I'd find the men who killed him. I sent my boy away to school so he wouldn't know what I was doing. Yes, Sheriff, I've run a hideout for outlaws. Because I hoped that someday I'd come face to face with the men who killed Jim. And until tonight, I didn't know Dirk Smith and his men did it. Mrs. Watson, I, I owe you more than an apology, but uh, I just don't have words to say what's on my mind. You understand, Sheriff. Now explain something to me. As to how I showed up when I did? Yes. Well, you see, it was this. Sheriff Pollard told how Toto had overtaken him and his posse a short distance from town... Now they had returned to Hurricane looking for Lefty and Dirk Smith. When we got back to town, Dirk Smith and Lefty Dunn had already taken off with Jim Watson. But Dan Reed here had seen which way they went. The sheriff said he had a hunch they were heading for this hideout. We knew you'd left for here earlier, and the sheriff said you might need help before we could arrive. That's right, and I was mighty worried. Oh, for a few moments I was in a tight spot. Oh, uh, Dan, where's Toto? He's waiting outside with the horses, sir. We'll join him. Sheriff doesn't need us. Oh, hey, wait. Gully, you saved my life, mister. We can never repay you. Mrs. Watson, I'm the one who had to repay. See, your husband was a friend. He did many things for me. I'm glad there was a chance to help you and Jim. Adios. Adios, Bye, mister. Jim, my boy. Mom, who is the masked man? He's the best friend your father ever had. He's the Lone Ranger. I'll do it. Ah! 
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Created and produced by George W. Trendle, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.